Welcome to Today on Broadway. Oh my God. For Thursday, December 1st, 2022. Yay. We are in the last month <laughs> of the year. We did I'm Broadway that, Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Art Sukult Trader Ashley Steves. We did it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sad about it. I that that intro made it sound oh, like no. I was sad that it was December. It's yeah, just it like was quite what, morose. Yeah, it was. It was more of like, where has the time gone? Like, yeah. it's, it, it feels like it. Honestly, it feels like it's March 2020 still. Like, it, it's just such oh, a God, weird. Don't even say that. Well, that was, I mean, just that like time wise, a lot of things ago, both personally and professionally. But no, absolutely, it feels like I'm. I'm. I'm still recovering from 2019 i think <laughs> and that's now going to be four years away which is yeah. absolutely bonkers. sickening bonkers absolutely bonkers um but we are here getting you through the last month of the calendar year with all of your theater news and coming up later today on thursday my interview with Anne juliet star melanie labore will be in both podcast feeds so if you want to hear it before anybody else head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio broadwayradio.com slash patreon um, and support us over at Patreon so you can get everything we do ahead of everybody else. Uh, it would be a nice little way to uh, head into the holidays by yeah. telling people at Broadway Radio how much you love us. Uh, but oh, it will yeah. be in the regular feed after that as well. All right, let's get into the news, Ashley. There's not a ton of like big things to talk about today. God, However, no. we are starting this final month of 2022 with news about a new musical coming I guess probably to Broadway Someday. fairly soon. Um, it is currently being described as in development. And this is a new musical called Sinatra, the musical, no punctuation. It's not Sinatra colon, the musical. It's just Sinatra, point. the musical. Yeah. It is, um, not about don't, Nancy don't get Sinatra too excited or yeah. whatever the word I'm looking for is it's not, related yeah. to grammar. And of course, oh, I can't yeah. think of a word. Excited's fine. Yeah. Um, It is not about Nancy Sinatra. It is not about how she made Boots Are Made for Walking. It is about her father, Frank Sinatra, about his life and career. It is being produced by the Universal Music Group Theatrical with Tina Sinatra and Frank Sinatra Enterprises. It is currently in development with a script being written by two-time Tony Award winner Joe DiPietro and choreographed and directed by three-time Tony Award winner Kathleen Marshall. The show is in the developmental stages. We don't really know where that is, but generally when we get a big old fancy press release, eh, it's moving. Uh, Something's happening. Um, Literally, I mean... We've had um, this show that we've talked about a number of times here recently, and I've never been able to get the title right, but I did look it up. The Twyla Tharp dance show, Come Fly Away, which was uh-huh. a bunch of Frank Sinatra songs. Yeah. Um, I like Frank. I have yeah, nothing same. against Frank. I don't know that we need this musical. Yep. Um, but the one thing that is exciting about this to me is Kathleen Marshall. Uh, always good to have always. her back uh, working on Broadway. But, like, you know, okay. Do you need it? Yeah, that's kind of the thing. I, I'm guessing part of it came from, and I can't even really call it the success of Diana, but I guess the, the cultural phenomenon that, that was Diana the musical, um, with Joe working on this as well. I know before the pandemic, and it, it might have actually been the year before, there was another Sinatra bio musical announced. 
Oh, uh, wasn't really. And it's, and it's not with the same team as far as I remember, because I didn't think Joe was attached to it, and Kathleen Marshall certainly wasn't. Uh, I think it was somebody who wrote a series yeah. at HBO. I can't be more specific than that. I've got it. That. I've got Do it you? here. Okay. I've, yeah, I found it. It's um, a Frank Sinatra biomusical with a book by Danny Strong, who is, of course, the Emmy uh, winner yeah, for yeah. HBO's Game Change, and he uh, is pinning what at the time was the Oliver remake for Disney, which I don't know if that actually happened. And then he did the updated book for chess at the Kennedy center. Oh, um, there we go. Okay. This was being done with a completely different group. This was being done with the ambassador theater group. Um, although Frank Sinatra enterprises was involved with that as well. So I don't know if this is the evolution of that. Yeah. Either the um, evolution or they it, jump ship to something else, which happens well, all the time. I will be, I, I will, I think this is probably the same project though, because it does in this playbill article says it is currently titled Sinatra the musical without any punctuation in there. So I'm I imagining mean, it is the same thing. There's yeah. only so many routes you could go to be fair with the I mean, colon, Unless you, comma, hyphen, exclamation point. Get an M dash in there too. While oh, you're I love there. me an M dash. Love an M dash. Love I will yeah. over abuse an M dash in any document I hand to you. Don't worry. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, there's that, and then there's Universal Pictures is doing a biopic right now. <laughs> so it's, I guess, we're kind of who's involved back. with that. Uh, it didn't seem to have anyone specific no attached. Just far, yeah, n- no cast announced or anything. Obviously, there's no cast announced to this yet because it's far too early. So a big year or big time for Sinatra bio projects, I guess. I you know always kind of in the cultural zeitgeist will never leave so it's not even like really anything spawned it it's just people get their interest back in sinatra and everyone wants to do a show or a movie or a series or a cabaret or something related to him at very specific times i mean now they just gotta find the star yeah 54 below i think has a monthly thing or something that that is a sinatra show Birdland has like a big yearly thing in december so yeah always happening it's got, it's like we're, it was Tammy Faye's year uh, last year and this year. And so now it's going to be Frank's year be with Frank, a movie and a musical. Frank, so yeah. we'll see that Frank. Who's playing well I mean, are you saying that Frank Sinatra is going to be played by yeah, Jonathan Groff? That was my saying? tease. That was my Miss Cleo. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Good prediction. I love it. Thanks. Yeah. All right, so moving on to some show and casting news. Uh, as many of you know, the Transport Group does these one-night-only performances, often they're concerts with a whole bunch of big stars. Their next one is coming up on December 12th, and it is featuring the work of a different Frank, that is Frank Capra. They will be doing a one-night-only performance of It's a Wonderful Life, and the cast was announced here recently. The show, again, on December 12th at the Sheen Center at 8 p.m. will be directed by Jack Cummings III, and the cast is kind of awesome, and I love how they've done this. Normally with these concerts, they have, like, just way more stars than are like actually characters in the show. And oftentimes people will sing, um, different people will sing songs by the same character throughout the night. But here they're switching things up, but it looks like there is only one person per role. The great Donna Lynn Champlin has been cast as George Bailey. Three time Tony nominee Mark Kudish is the, is Nick the bartender. Marianne mm-hmm. Plunkett is playing Clarence. Mary Testa is playing Henry F. Hell Potter. Yes. Barbara Walsh is Ma Bailey. Yes. Um, Nick Westrate is playing Violet. Bick, Michael Mastro is playing Uncle Billy, and there are more. We will have the complete cast list in the show notes. Pretty I great. Lo- 
I love this. This is so cool. Yeah, like it is, absolutely. Um, you know, they're obviously going, you know, doing gender non, well, limited. Specific. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Gender, yeah. So specific things where they're kind of going with, uh, Donna as George and Marianne with Clarence and Mary as Henry. Like, but these are like iconic characters. So to be able yeah. to see these people do these, roles in ways that we've obviously never seen them done before uh should be very cool so uh, if i wasn't totally. already going to see chess that night i probably would have uh, tried to go sorry. to see this but yeah nonetheless i can only see one thing uh, at a time you didn't reschedule your entire trip around this one night only benefit so i mean if they it. had if they had given me this cast ahead of time maybe maybe I wouldn't maybe, maybe so maybe <laughs> so all right, moving on, we got news from The Ship of Dreams, Titanic. The, one of the original stars of the show, Frankie Grande, who plays Victor Garber and Luigi in the parody jukebox musical that is Naturally. currently running off Broadway at the Daryl Ruth Theater. He will play his final performance in the role on December 22nd. Um, he, in a statement, he said, uh, he has loved doing this, has been one of the biggest dreams of his life to play Victor Garber in front of audiences, <laughs> including Victor Garber himself, yeah. which is just hilarious to Pretty me. Good. Um, the show will continue to run. I, I don't know if this is going to be, uh, one of those things where they bring in another name because Frankie Grande, while a theater star, he's obviously, you know, kind of a big social media star and yeah. an influencer, thanks in part to his sister, but also yeah, his own. Got that name his, attached. Yeah. Also, his, you know, he's been in the zeitgeist for a long time as well. So it's not like he's uh, nobody, but it'll be interesting to see how they recast mm-hmm. this. And uh, I love Titanic and I've, I've seen I some set photos. I haven't gotten to it. Dude, dude, I know. I know. I'm trying. I just time. Too I've many seen- shows. I've seen some of the set, like some of the, the production photos from this new run at the Daryl Roth Theater, and the set's much bigger than it was at Asylum NYC. It is much nicer. Yeah. Um, not to spoil one of the jokes, but uh, Marla Mendel, who plays Celine Dion, I've, this is in promotional stuff, so I feel like I can say it. She Probably. talks about the fact, like, she's like, welcome to our big set, uh, which is borrowed from Anything Goes. Oh, wow, That's my Celine Dion. Um, <laughs> uh, <yeah>. It's like... <laughs> Swiss slash Norwegian slash something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, finish the joke. Sorry. No, but that's it. She's, she just said it looks like she's they're doing the show on the set of uh, anything. Oh, else. truly, so, truly. Absolutely. Yeah. Which they could not do at the at Asylum NYC because that was a tiny basement uh, hole of yeah, a theater. Yeah, not but. surprising the set's bigger now because it would take up like a fourth of the stage. All right. So let's move on to one of the things that got me very angered uh, last time we talked about it. But Mm. the Broadway League sent out a letter to its members voicing further opposition to a potential Times Square casino. They went through all of these reports that people have put out over the years about how um, the economic impact from casinos is not everything that people thinks it is. Um, They cite all these uh, different studies and things that are not nitpicked and cherry picked mm. at all. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> that they don't have anything to do with that, but, no. um, they, um, they tout the fact that overall New York City is on track to welcome nearly 57 million visitors by the end of 2022 and surpass 2019 levels by 2024, which is far faster than initially projected. And the, the league goes on to say that, 
essentially, why upset the apple cart? Uh, they say, for progress to continue, we remain steadfast in our commitment to preserving the unique character of Broadway, a cultural icon synonymous with New York City, and ensuring that the area is conducive to the return of tourists, business travelers, office workers, and theater goers. A proposed plan to bring a casino to Times Square would introduce widespread economic and operational disruption, unprecedented congestion. Really? Because everything pretty much is pretty yeah, much congested already. You can't really call and something decreased. unprecedented when it is literally always congested. Yeah. And they say and decreased safety and security, which is interesting because that is one of the things that Actors' Equity is championing about the mm-hmm. potential casino, is having more security and surveillance in the Times Square area for that specific reason. So uh, I'll have a link in the show notes where you can read all of their points and all of the articles and studies that they link to. But actually, I'm just like... Yeah, really? I, the arguments they're making are very nitpicky. Uh, they're also talking about building a casino in Coney Island now, too. So I feel like a mm. casino is going to end up somewhere in the city, whether it's Times Square, which would make more sense as far as like a foot traffic and actually getting their standpoint since Coney is a pain in the ass to get to. But if these arguments are going to hold up, then that might be a different conversation of having a casino on the boardwalk like you do in Atlantic City. Yeah. everywhere else. Yeah, I mean, going to a casino, is especially a big one that I would imagine would want to be in Times Square or yeah. in Coney Island, like, you got to have parking. And there's not going to be parking if there's one in Times Square. You're going to have to take... No. You're going to have to take mass transit or an Uber or something. So I guess from that perspective, maybe... But that's maybe kind of the argument of the entire city is yeah. that... You know, doing things, especially particularly in Manhattan, is that you don't need that much parking because you should be using public transit or Uber's, Lyfts, whatever. So I feel like that's not going to end up as something that they're championing against for that reason. They'll just be like, hey, now the MTA can get more money, which. Great. uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, you've got a show tonight, and you said uh, uh, banning any MTA <laughs> problems. MTA I should be able problems. to get there. Yeah, I'll be there on time at the Vineyard. But yep. I mean, that's a big if. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to move on to two bits of news that are very close to my heart. One literally close, and one figuratively ish close. But these announcements happened over the past couple of days. The first one is that my former employer and your former outlet, Broadway World, will host a 20th anniversary celebratory concert event coming up on Sunday, May 21st at Sony Hall in the heart of Broadway's theater district. The evening will be hosted by Broadway World's own Richard Ridge and co-hosted by Cheetah Rivera. Uh-huh. Cheetah and Richie Ridge are going to be hosting the event. They are... Uh, have not yet started kind of planning as to who the performers will be, but if you're going to get Cheetah Rivera to host, chances are probably pretty good that they're going to go uh, as big as they possibly can yeah. for this 20th anniversary concert. So I will probably be there. I'm gonna. I think my spring trip will probably Cute. revolve around that. I will be there. Um, and uh, yeah, so that'll be fun and interesting. It'll be fun to see who they pull together for that concert over the next six months. And then the one that is actually 
close to my heart as in literal distance. Uh-huh. Yesterday, or actually on, on Tuesday, uh, Disney's Epcot Center uh, announced the performers for their annual Disney on Broadway productions. They have multiple weekends, uh, through January and February of former Disney on Broadway, or Broadway on Disney, Disney on Broadway stars? How do Disney they always say that? Yeah, Disney on Broadway stars. Uh, that'll do multiple concerts each night. The opening two weekends for January 13th through the 20th will be performed by the real-life husband and wife duo of Kara Lindsay of Newsies fame and Kevin Massey of Tarzan. Then the next weekend, uh, actually with some overlap, actually, um, January 14th through the 22nd will be the brother and sister duo, both of Aladdin, not together because that would have been awkward, Ariel Jacobs yes. and Adam <laughs> Jacobs. Then from January 23rd through fe- uh, February 3rd, our old friend Patty Murin will be performing with her friend and co-star Robert Creighton. Uh, then January 24th through February 5th will be Aida star Mandy Gonzalez and former Broadway radio guest L. Steven Taylor from The Lion King. Then stalwarts of these um, Disney on Broadway concert series from February 7th through the 19th will be Kissy Simmons of The Lion King and Josh Strickland, the titular Tarzan from the Broadway uh, production. And then from February 6th through the 17th, former uh, interview subject of mine and Florida, uh, Florida Florida native, yeah, Florida native Ashley Brown, the original Broadway Mary Poppins, and also uh, Central Florida's native and Broadway radio guest Michael James Scott from Aladdin. There will be a special extended finale performance featuring Brown, Scott, Simmons, and Strickland on the 20th as well. I don't have a concert, or I don't have a, a annual pass to Disney, but like, ah. I might, I might figure out a way to get to some of these. My brother's uh girlfriend works at disney so she can get people in maybe i'll get a pass yeah there's ways to get get in to see this that way maybe send off some emails asking for comps you know the usual stuff i could do that i've never asked for comps at disney so i wonder how that would actually work well you're florida famous so yeah i don't go that far um (laughs) i don't know about that um actually do you use do you use spotify I do use Spotify. Big day for Spotify users. What 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 did your rap say? Uh, <laughs> I listened to a lot of pop music this year, which was not surprising. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, I get into like this is the thing as someone who has very aggressive uh, ADHD. I just get on kicks where I'll listen to like a song four hundred times in a row. And then never listen to that song again in history. So my Spotify rap always ends up very skewed. Um, so there's a lot of Beyonce this year because she had a new album come out. That was my biggest one. I saw yours. Yours was clearly a cry for help in mourning I mean, of Sondheim. Mine, <laughs> mine was else. very on. Mine was very on brand. My top artists yeah. are the original Broadway company of six, Stephen Sondheim, Jesse Mueller, Barrett Wilbert Weed, who I could not say her name on yesterday's (laughs) show. And uh, so so that's not me screwing up her name yesterday was not because I didn't actually know who she was. It's because I just literally am a moron. Very well. Very familiar. Very familiar. And then Sarah Bareilles was number five. Of course. Um, I listened to a total of 24,659 minutes of Spotify. I think mine was that 28, is, yeah, somewhere But that is there four, too. mine's 411 hours, but I will say that the vast majority of that is podcasts, um, which See, is a completely thing. different thing. That's the yeah. thing. I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify, so there's so many more hours uh, through yeah. like my Apple podcast stuff. Oh, I or through YouTube. I do too, and sometimes I watch them through YouTube because there's a lot of like podcasts that have video accompanying. Right. Right, right, right. I can't say that word. That's my word for the day. Um, 
but so yeah those aren't counted but yeah a lot of uh, a lot of pop happening a lot of dance music this year oh yeah i don't i don't do that i, I definitely don't do yeah, that yeah. um my top five <laughs> you songs you can dance to sondheim you could listen to the disco sondheim album yeah. you can dance if you want to you can leave your friends uh, behind yeah my top songs ex-wives from six on broadway no way from six on broadway yeah, heart yeah, of yeah, stone from six on broadway <laughs> legally blonde the title track from legally blonde the musical and all i've ever known from hadestown so wow hugely shocking absolutely I am, I am nothing if not pathetic uh anyway yeah, yeah again a cry for help I cry for help. Yes, very much so. <laughs> all right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Know This Is Ashley. All right, everybody, send us your screenshots of your Spotify rap things. And remember, this is only through October 31st, so they did not include any data from from November, where obviously a lot of new things have been released in the past month. Thank uh, God for that. Yeah, well, you know. I have had uh, a November fixation, so <laughs> it would absolutely uh, be added to that. Yeah, be skewed on that. It'll be some dance pop. I forgot what they... There was some genre that they told me I like that I've never even heard. Oh, Escape Room, which is apparently the style my, of dance that I listen to. My top genres are show tunes, rock, Broadway, Dance pop? Yeah, yeah. See, that's you. Num- number five, Neo Mellow. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, lo-fi beats, obviously. Is that I what had, that means? I have no idea. I had pop Broadway, which is hardly a genre, uh, rock, escape room, and something else. I'm just like, what is what is this? I have no idea. No clue. Spotify's Neo, the sound of Neo Mellow playlist. Let's see what's on there. Oh, okay. So it's, it, this makes sense. People like Jason Mraz, Howie Day, Five for Fighting, Gavin DeGraw, John Legend, um, Rob Thomas, Daniel Powder. Like these are like, okay, that makes sense. Ingrid Michaelson, Colby Calais, you know, John Mayer. This is like the, 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 the early 2000s, early aughts kind of like background chill music. Milktoast Starbucks buy your album at the cash register music. I mean, yeah. That's Matt Tamanini. <laughs> it's down on number five. It's behind both Broadway and show tunes. If that's of course, you. obviously. Broadway and show tunes is impressive. Yeah, two different things. Two yeah, different things. yeah. Very impressive, honestly. Yeah. All right. Have a wonderful Thursday, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.